Hey friends, it's your girl Britt and Joy Jolene. Welcome to Back to Her. If you aspire to heal, evolve, or revolutionize, this podcast is for you. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Instagram at official back to her. And that too is the number two. Let's get it. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Back to Her podcast. We are hoping that you have been enjoying our Cautious With My Career series. We're getting ready to wrap up, but we still have a few more special guests and we're so excited. Um, And so, yes, happy Sunday. Today we have a very, very special guest by the name of Kari Renee, and she is so amazing. (laughs) So I'm so excited for you guys to learn about her story and um, just her journey up until this point. So, yes, you can introduce yourself. Well, thanks, ladies, so much for having me. Um, It's such a pleasure to be a part of such an empowering type of series. Um, Just when I found out about it, I was like, this is so amazing. Definitely nice to see two, you know, Black girls doing their thing and highlighting other Black girls doing their thing. So I'm just excited to be, you know, a part of it. I haven't done a speaking engagement in a while. So I was like, this will be kind of dope to just kind of, um, you know, recap, you know, my journey and just kind of like, you know, where I've been and just how I transitioned um, mm. in entrepreneurship. So I'm really excited to be here. So I'm not sure like how detailed you guys want me to go, but I could just kind of give you like the highlights of just like what I'm doing right now. And then I guess we can yes. get the questions if that's what, how y'all want to do it. Yeah, sure. You can go ahead. Sure. So um, so right now, um, I am the Chief Operating Officer for Carrie um, Austin Hair, which is my mm. sister's hair brand. Um, so um, Carrie Austin Hair is essentially, it is an educational platform to uh, teach other um, basically beauty professionals um, how to install various different methods of luxury microlink extensions and tapins. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have an educational sector. We also have a retail sector. We have a wholesale component. Um, and then we also have insulin services. So we are a, um, a full service, basically um, educational and hair platform for beauty professionals. Um, we are obviously black owned. It's just my, my sister and I, and then we outsource okay. a lot of our other talents. And so um, she would be considered the owner CEO and then I do all the operational stuff. And so that's pretty much been the role that I've been in for the last year and a half. Um, Our business has definitely uh, taken off, I would say, post pandemic, uh, just with, you know, a lot of beauty professionals behind the chair, you know, looking to find more resources and more ways to make more money um, in this space, considering that uh, beauty is not an industry that really ever fell off, even in the midst of everything that was going on. So we decided to essentially, I wouldn't use the word capitalize, but I would say just tap into a different part of our business. And we found education to be something that people were really looking to soak up in this time. You have to think about like, this was a a, a change in our world. I mean, our entire mm-hmm. world shifted when this happened. And so you have people looking left and right, thinking like, how can I become better at my craft, you know, just tap into a different part of my business. And so for us, it was um, education. And so that's really where we spend about 60% of our energy with our business. And so um, 
that's pretty much yeah that's that's what that's what we do so i mean it's it's kind of like i said it's it's full circle kind of from where i uh came from and what i was doing prior to working with her but uh, a very exciting time to just be in in entrepreneurship to be two young black girls um having a, a multi-million dollar company it is uh, very exciting to be able to um to do this at our um very tender ages <laughs> Aww. I love that. So can you tell us a little bit about what you were doing before you um, stepped into this role? Sure. So um, before I was in this particular role, I was basically still working for myself, um, but I was Mm -hmm. a, a fashion blogger, style influencer. And that was a very exciting role as well, but just very different because I was working kind of independently and having to really try to create opportunities for myself um and so in this role with her she's essentially the influencer and so I'm there supporting her so in my previous role I was kind of like at the forefront of everything that I did um I was kind of like brokering my own deals and kind of like you know it was a very eat what you kill type of industry when you are in an influencer space and so through social media um platforms you know I was just putting myself out there through style content, um, through blog posts, through different social media posts and kind of rallying up around different um, organizations and companies that were interested in my content. And so just very similar to how you see other style influencers. I mean, you you can make a living doing it. Um, and so that's essentially what I was doing. And I did that for about four years. And mm-hmm. um, when I had my son, that was kind of a little bit different. And I knew at that point when I had him, I didn't want to kind of keep down that same path because it's very rigorous, you know, being an influencer and just trying to kind of always be in the forefront of what you do. Fortunately for this role, um, I get to play a little bit more of a backseat. Um, and so I'm, I, have to, I, I have more time to really be with my son and not have to always like put on and get dressed and, and be in this kind of like, you know, presenting mode at all times I get to kind of work behind the scenes and kind of help things operate and function so that our business runs more smoothly and efficiently and that we're able to hit our targets but I'm not able I'm not having to present myself as like the 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 token person every single day and that just became Mm -hmm. for me it just became a little a little draining and exhausting and when you have a kid and you're trying to figure out like how am I going to navigate this space now like am I going to become like a mommy blogger am I going to like bring my son in so for me Mm -hmm. it just wasn't something that I wanted to kind of keep up with that race so I wanted to do something a little bit differently and I saw an opportunity with her company because it was taking off and we were just in two different lanes but she was like well you know I could use some help over here do you want to kind of transition from fashion to beauty um, because I was all style and then with her, it's all beauty. So it was like, Hey, do you want to come over here and be more of a, help me become a better beauty influencer and, you know, help propel my business because it's taking off and, you know, I have a, an opportunity for you here. So that was kind of how I made the transition. Ooh, it's pretty that. dope. I love it as well. So do you want to talk about like how, um, I guess like you spoke a little bit about like, you know, being a mo- mother and being in business, like how has, mm-hmm. you know, like being walking into motherhood impacted your career decisions? 
Um, I think that it makes you, and I can speak for probably all mothers, you know, it, it just makes you be more centered and more focused and just more intentional with the decisions that you make. I mean, it's no longer just the Kari show, right? It's like, I have to yeah. now think about how the, the decisions that I make not only impact us financially, but create the role model type of experience that I want my son to see. So depending on, you know, what you're doing and and how you're doing it, you have to think about like that path is going to be one that your child is going to ultimately, when they get of age, you know, they're going to be watching. And so it's like, I want my son to see that it's like, I work damn hard. Like I, I am doing the best that I very, I, I can. And I am trying to create a situation where we are in a family run business that we are trying to create generational wealth for our family so the sacrifices that we make my sister and I for our kids and she has kids as well you know they they get to see that and it's funny my son he even says now like he's like you know because we we do a lot of post office runs and we're always like you know running to the bank and just doing all types of things like that and so he's starting to catch on to my routine and so he's like mommy do you have to go to the post office mommy do you have to go to the bank so it's like I just want him to see and understand that you know, what I'm doing. And although like I have to hire babysitters and do all type of things that kind of take me away from him, it's to better our life and to better his experience in his life. Because I don't want my son to go through the, 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 the I wouldn't say the struggles. I mean, you know, we, we, we all had our own different upbringings, but I would say the triumphs, like just the navigational things that I feel like children shouldn't necessarily have to go through mm-hmm. if their parents set them up properly. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do that so that my son doesn't go through those same dark paths that I felt like I went through. Just trying to navigate, you know, going from adolescent to, you know, teenage to adulthood. That's very hard to navigate when you don't really have the parental mm-hmm. structure in terms of like, what should it look like? Like what path should I follow? And I'm trying to create that for him. So Although it is hard to be uh, to work as hard as I do and be away from my son as much as I feel like I am, um, I know that it's the best thing that we're doing right now and it's going to pay off for all of us. Right. That's amazing. That is so amazing. And I, I feel like I try my best to tell you, but like that is so, <laughs> you know, commendable because like for me, I'm, you know, I'll be 25 in a couple of days and I'm in a space in my life where I feel like I am like looking for that blueprint and that blueprint isn't there, you know, so I can honor and respect any mother who is putting the, the work in, you know, in advance. So that way when their child gets of age, like you said, they can look back and have something to grab, have something that's obtainable, you know, because trying to pull it out of nowhere, it's Mm -hmm. hard, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I definitely respect and honor that so much about you. Thank you. Yeah, likewise. Definitely likewise. And I appreciate you for sharing everything that you've shared. Like, I feel like you have such like a an abundance of information and like I'm soaking it all in. <laughs> um, but, you know, something that comes to mind is like, what did you want to do? OK, because we know your story right now is telling me that God has divinely led you to where you are. And that's yes. completely it's beautiful. Um But a question that I have that I know like a lot of young women could relate to that listen to this podcast is what did you originally, I know you say you, um, you know, you blog, Mm -hmm. but like, what did you originally want to do it? Like as a child, as your childlike self, if you could go back to that time as like your five or six year old self, 
what did you want to do? And what would that five or six year old self say to you today? So it's interesting because um, I, I did see that question and I thought about like yes. how I would answer that question <laughs> because it's such a it's such a loaded question because mm-hmm. when you I mean, I, I'm still pretty young, you know, I'm 35, but, mm-hmm. you know, I have I, I do feel like I've lived like I've done a lot like I've been engaged. I, I I'm not I mean, my 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 engagement, you know, fell off and then I have a, mm-hmm. had a kid and I, I had a 10 year long running relationship. Like it's so many different things that I've done I feel like in such a short period of time that it's like life just took so many different twists and turns that if you were to go back to that point like you said in which you identify like who it is that I want to be and you would have followed that path of course I would not be here today I wouldn't be doing this I wouldn't even Mm -hmm. be on this particular trajectory but I always wanted to be a um a stylist, like a fashion mm-hmm. stylist. Like I always wanted to be a celebrity stylist. Like I look at like these people who style some of the most incredible stylists. And it's so funny when street style became a thing, I was like, that's what I want to do. And it's funny mm-hmm. because one of the stylists that I, that I kind of follow and still admire, she kind of became coined for that even before it was a thing. Like when I started seeing how celebrities initially were always just kind of like, you would dress them for moments like red carpet events speaking engagements like that was what we were hiring or they were hiring stylists for but then all of a sudden street style became a thing and you were starting to kind of see more stylists gravitate towards like what it looks like for the everyday stylist to just go out and try to style a girl a celebrity when she's just walking to the market and kind of what that like so I just fell in love with um street style and that's kind of where my blog took a turn and that's what I would that's what I was I was like the queen of street style it was like how to just style like a regular look for just like this particular occasion and not always make it about like a moment in which we're doing something dramatic but it's like every day we have to get dressed and what does it look like so that's really what I wanted to do um I didn't go to design school you know I wish I would have done that instead of going to you know, a traditional college, getting a traditional degree in marketing and mm-hmm. communications. That's what I, you know, ended up pursuing because I was just really too afraid to tap into what was a, just a, an interest, a passion. Like it just, it didn't really connect. I mean, I used to dress up my dolls and I used to sew doll clothes mm-hmm. and I used to do all that kind of stuff when I was younger. But the the, the point in which I would say to my younger self is that even if you don't have the the, the 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 true direction you know like because you would think like oh I'm supposed to like have somebody telling me like how to how to navigate this space it's like I have this like innate interest in doing something but I'm not really sure how to do it I would tell my younger self to go with that like there's so many resources out there find that connection like find the people yeah. that are going to help you align that talent to whatever is next it may not be your mom it may not be your dad it may not be your pastor it may not be your neighbor but there are going to be groups and people and resources and mentors that you can connect yourself with that will help you get into the right space and with that being said I would have went to design school absolutely I would have gone to New York way earlier I lived in New York for two years um but I would have gone and, and and that was me just trying to navigate the fashion space then but I would have done that and so I would have said that you don't have to, you know, fall 
I guess just, mm-hmm. just, I don't know, fall into the, the life that you've kind of like been a part of, like, you know, whatever your upbringing is, it's like, you don't have to fall into that. You can, you can challenge yourself. You can outsource your resources yeah. and connect yourself and network way younger, way better, way deeper than you think that you can. And so instead I took the safe route, you know, I would just tell myself like, it's okay to take a risk. The funny thing about risk is that the earlier you take them in life, the, 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 I guess the more opportune the outcome is going to be risk are, are, you think about it. It's like, if you think about a child learning to swim at two versus trying to learn how to swim at 22, Mm. it's like Mm. trying to take a risk and do something brand new, the younger you are at doing it, the the least the impact is going to be if you fail. Mm-hmm. Like, just do it. It's harder to make a change later in life than it is when you're younger. So it's like, you know, at 18, when I was like navigating, like, oh, it's college what I go to. I should have just did it. I should have just went and moved to New York, as scary as that decision would have been. But I feel like it would have definitely set me up for a different path. Although I love my path that I'm on now. But mm-hmm. I do feel like it would have set me up for a different path and it wouldn't take me taking me as long to get to this place of financial comfort and, um, you know, it, you know, occupational, you know, satisfaction. Because I've gone through a long wind of not being happy financially and not being happy with what I was doing to get to where I am now. And I feel like it all just kind of came full circle, but mm-hmm. it could not have at the same time. Right. Oh, girl, you're my favorite girl in the world. Okay. I have, <laughs> you just gave me definitely so much confirmation on so, so much things. Cause I think that right now I'm in that risk space of my life. And it's like, I think my younger self is like thanking me for taking the risk, but like just that older version of yourself where it's like, it's trying to make sense of things and like, you know, yeah. do I just go back to being safe or do I continue to stay the course? Like, you know, so that definitely made me feel really good but you spoke about a lot of things that I definitely want to touch on um first being the the first question is would you do you ever see yourself going back down that path of like fashion and styling um I do in in some in some components you know I I do I absolutely do see myself doing it because it's never it's never too late ever so that's that's the other thing so it's like the, the one side of it is like you know take your risk now I mean you guys are 10 years younger than me like please just take the risk like it's it's so important to do it um but then at the same time yeah when you fast forward 10 more years the opportunities are still there. Hmm. I mean, it's not to say that you can never tap into, you know, a passion, a dream, you know, something mm-hmm. that you have deferred because of the way your life kind of spinned in a different direction. You can always, always go back to that. So, no, I toy with it all the time. The funny thing is, is that my platform that I left when I did have my son is still there. Like my followers are still there. They're all just sitting there dormant, like waiting, like, is she ever going to come back? Because I kind of left cold turkey. So I thought about, you know, how would I navigate back into that space? You know, would I come in, you know, come back in? But it's like I said, things have just, for me, they've shifted in terms of priorities. And so for me, you know, I have another a blogger friend who's in Miami and she still does her style blog and stuff like that. And so she's like, you know, times have just changed. It's like, you know, it just feels weird, you know, getting dressed and buying clothes and kind of portraying your life in that way when you have so many people that have lost their jobs and just don't really Mm. have those resources anymore. So you found a lot of people kind of tap into other parts of their, of their brands. So fashion is not so much, you know, at the forefront. So 
from the styling component though, um, I do think about that all the time. Anytime somebody asks me, like I said, it just, it gives me butterflies in my stomach because I just, I wanted to do that so badly, but I was too afraid to um, take the risk and learn the market and really understand like, what does that look like? I always wanted to fast forward to success and not really do the grunt work because styling is very hard. It's so relationship focused, um, you know, trying to get, you know, contracts and, 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 you know, access to, clothing and different things of that nature to be able to style who some you know designers or you know retailers may say the names aren't big enough so you end up just having to just do a lot a lot a lot a lot of grunt work just trying to get you one name that's going to give you the access Mm -hmm. to the clothing that's going to get you to the next gig so it's just it was such a scary thing for me but and I think about it all the time I what I'm doing right now is so time intensive that, you know, I kind of had table have tabled it. And I said, well, maybe I'll do something different. You know, I have other passions now being a mom, you know, I am very focused on like my son, um, early childhood education is so important to me because mm-hmm. I feel like it's neglected amongst, you know, the black community and just understanding how important it is to educate our, 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 our children, even before they get to preschool. So what happens from zero to one, one to two, two to three, three to four. So I, I spent a lot of energy in that space as well, just, you know, being at home and seeing the challenges that I feel like my son goes through. And I'm like, okay, well, if I was like more engaged in this area or like I could teach people how to do this better or like how to kind of like, you know, navigate this parental space. So I toy with a lot of different passions, I guess, if you will, that I would tap into you know, if I, if I found, I guess the time <laughs> now to do that, but yeah, I would, I, I've, I've considered, you know, going back to that and figuring out like how to navigate that more as a hobby now than, than I would do it as a profession. I would say mm-hmm. that for sure. Cool. Cool. Okay, cool. And then my other question that came up, it's so, it's so interesting to me that you mentioned the whole, like going through such a, a long time of like, you know, financial discomfort and stuff like that, because literally, literally earlier in the day I had sent joy a message and I was like, you know, as we're be- um, beginning to wrap up our series, like, I feel like we haven't got an opportunity to really talk about that space um, within your career when you're not happy, like financially, you know, or when you Mm -hmm. feel like the work that you're doing is overpowering the financial compensation that you're receiving in your life. So I'm really happy that, you know, that you mentioned that. And that's something I really, really want to talk about. So can you talk a little bit about like what that was like for you? Because I know that Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that you are such a hard worker. So like, you know, what was that feeling like for you, you know, overcompensating yourself in so many ways, but not receiving the financial backing for it? Yeah, so um, a little bit of additional background, just to kind of give some context is, um, so I was actually an executive um, with, with, with the bank. I was, um, I was a branch manager with Bank of America. Um, I resigned from Bank of America about eight years ago. And that's when I decided to go full time into like my own entrepreneurial path. Um, and that's when I started dating my mm. ex. And I was like, that was just something that I just wanted more freedom. You know, I was like, you know, freedom was a big thing for me. Time was money. And I was like, I spent so much time, you know, at work helping mm-hmm. to develop the, the this company into the company that they are. And I just was like, what happens with me? And I just didn't feel like I was getting the recognition that I deserved and I was having a really hard time, you know, getting bonuses and raises and all that kind of stuff. So it got to the point where I decided to just kind of like 
forego that path, that kind of corporate America path. And I knew at that point that I was going to just go all in entrepreneurship. I didn't know what that was going to look like. Um, I wasn't even really prepared for necessarily financially at that point, but I knew that I had my support system because I had my, you know, my, my, my boyfriend at the time right there with me. And so I was, I felt like I was going to be okay. So in the midst of that path, I tried so many things and all with the support of, you know, my relationship. But Mm. when you don't really know, you know, entrepreneurship that well, or just kind of like, you know, what's going to kind of take off. I tried so many different things. And and because I had, I have, or I've been told that I struggle with imposter syndrome because I know for sure that I am amazing, that I can do some amazing things and that I am super talented, but I would try so many different things, but only for a short period of time because I wasn't getting the success that I felt like I needed to keep me going. So that's kind of where I feel like, the 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 financial woes would kind of come in because I didn't stick with anything really long enough Mm -hmm. and so I would start something and I would do it for like a year and a half and then that didn't really go the way I wanted it to go so then I would change and so every time I did that I was starting over financially and so that is what really drug out my financial process because I never could really get ahead of myself and so that's something that I've, I I watched, you know, with my sister's company. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's what I was supposed to do, because she was a hairstylist for 10 years before she got to this point in which we just had one burst of a year and it just took off from that point. And that's yeah. it's funny because there's this meme that says, you know, you could be doing something for five years and have absolutely no success and seemingly no progress. And then in the sixth year, you just completely just overflow with success. But the thing is, is that the work that you were doing over those five years, although it seems minuscule to what year six looks like, you have to stay the course. You have to stay it. You have to stay. You have to stay. You have to stay. You cannot change the path. You can't go left when everything is saying stay right. Even though you don't know what's ahead, you have to stay the course. And because I didn't, that's where I kind of started going up and down this financial roller coaster because every time I started over with a new venture, it was more capital, more money, more money out, more, t- more, more people having to like try to get on board and trying to gain credibility in this new space. And it just went up and down, up and down, up and down. And that just drug out for a long time until I decided, okay, look, I'm going to stay focused on fashion blogging and I love being a style influencer this is a a space that I respected in and I started to see when I stayed with that for about two and a half years I started getting the respect and the credibility I became an ambassador for the airport and I was a style ambassador for Mm -hmm. the shops at the airport and then I was getting like other deals I worked with Michael Kors and then I did Michelle watches and I ended up really kind of like okay oh my gosh like I can stick with this and this works And then immediately when I had my son, it just, I had this postpartum moment that I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it without him, but I don't want to do it with him. I didn't want to bring him in and make it about like me and my son. But then I didn't feel like I should exclude him because they're like, well, where's your kid? Like it just, it was such a great space for me. So then I, I put that on hold once again. So that is something that I, that I've struggled with over my entrepreneurial path is, and that's another piece of advice that I would that I would give any any black woman or anybody in general is that, you know, it, it, it will not be the glory days 
immediately. Like you're mm-hmm. going to have to do that hard work. You're going to have to do, and it's going to look so like, why am I doing this? But it's like, if you have a faith system that's stronger than your insecurities, mm-hmm. then you will absolutely be able to stay that course. And that's what I have learned in my later years is that you have to walk by faith and not by sight. And I know for sure that I was walking by sight that whole time. Like, I don't see it. It ain't happening. I don't, I don't know. It's not looking the way it's supposed to look because I was leading myself. I wasn't allowing like, you know, to be led. And in this new journey, in this new space of my life, I am allowing myself to be led and I am following the footsteps that I feel as though. And I think um, Joy said that initially, like there's some, a calling over my life happening right now. And I do feel that to be the case. And that's why I feel like I'm more successful, happier, more elevated in this space because I'm allowing my faith to kind of guide me more Mm -hmm. now than I felt like when I was in my twenties, it was just like, girl, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. And there was absolutely no, um, spiritual structure to that to that decision making process mm. that was good your faith gotta be better than the insecurities girl I love that yes <laughs> yes and I really feel like something that resonates with me a lot you know with about everything that you're saying today which is so amazing and it's inspiring me a lot um but what I'm hearing is the fact that God is going to lead you wherever you're supposed to be, no matter what. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, all we have to do is surrender, and God is going to just take us where we need to be. And so um, something that comes to mind for me is just wanting to start a business and, like, having that business plan in mind. But it's like, okay, I guess you can say it's like that imposter syndrome that that kicks in. And it's like, okay, well, am I qualified to do this? Or if this scenario comes up, you know, how will I handle that? Or how will I handle this? You know, it's so many things that come to mind. But at the same time, I know that God is not mistaking me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I know God is leading me to this place for a reason. But it just sounds so scary when I get the idea in my head. So something that comes to mind for me is like, you know, I I feel like you were led for this. And something that we talked about in our previous um, episodes in the Cautious Woman My Career series is that, you know, you could be building skills. So, for example, if you go to school for um, business, for example, you know what I mean? You're building skills to not just be someone who goes into that sector, Mm -hmm. But you're building skills to be someone who could do anything within Absolutely. the field. You know what I mean? And so what I'm getting from you is like you had that skill already and then God propels you to do something that you were like, you know, you weren't thinking of or you weren't mm-hmm. imagining of. And so I really like admire that a lot. And so it makes me think about how I was a political science major. Mm-hmm. And so um, something that that taught that major taught me was like discipline Mm -hmm. and um you know my way of thinking it changed the way of thinking for me and it definitely turned me into somebody who was like you got to get this done whatever it is you got to be on it like just someone who's very like business savvy in that political realm um so it makes me want to ask you what um okay how do I word this (laughs) what Okay, for someone who is like in that mindset of, okay, I want to start a business or I want to invest in this business Mm -hmm. or 
I'm thinking about getting to, into this business, but you know, fear comes into mind, especially during a pandemic when finances aren't all the way there, but fear gets into mind. What is your advice you would give to someone who wants to start their own business or get into a business, but they feel that like incompetence or they feel that they're not ready yet, or they feel that um, they have more learning to do or more skill set to, you know, to gain or whatever the case may be. What would you say to that person? And this is a question for me, Loki. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. <clears throat> no, that was definitely, um, it's funny. We, we get, we get that type of question in our business a lot. So, mm. you know, with us teaching, uh, beauty professionals, um, basically how to make more money behind the chair, how to, mm. you know, step into a space of scaling their brand and, you know, how do you go from $90 silk presses to $1,000 hairstyles? Like that's a big jump for people, but that's, you know, that's what we do. And so it's, you, you get that a lot. So it, I can, I can answer that because like I said, I, I feel as though our advice, it, it transfers over to multiple businesses. It doesn't have to be a hair business. You don't have to be a, a hairstylist mm-hmm. to be able to understand how to truly like ingrain kind of our business advice to your and and make it applicable to your business. So the first thing that I would say is that um you do have to always be a student. So you you mm-hmm. mentioned that it's like if you feel as though like oh I don't I don't know enough, I'm not learning enough. You don't know enough and you're not mm-hmm. learning enough. So there's because mm-hmm. you're never you're never you're never going to be you know 100% equipped with the information because it's always changing. So yeah. you have to always feel as though I need to always be learning. I need to always be educating myself. I need to always be a student. That's what we say. We are always students. We are teachers, but we are always students. And so, you know, we have to consistently be bringing in new information so that we can become an expert. We actually send people the definition of an expert. So what makes somebody feel as though you are an expert in your field? And so when you understand what that looks like for your industry, then you will have the confidence that it requires to be able to kind of keep moving forward. So where the imposter syndrome comes in and like, oh, you know, I don't know enough, I'm not ready. It's because you don't feel as though you are an expert in what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And that's why you're not being able to really move forward. So being an expert essentially just means that you need to be having the credibility and the credentials and the understanding and the know-how about whatever it is that you're trying to do to the point in which you can truly share it and convey that information out to your audience. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean that you have to have a formal education because you can self-educate yourself. You can take courses, you can take classes, you can become certified in different, in different spaces. And that's why, you know, people feel so empowered after they take our class, because it's like you went from not knowing this and now you do, and you have your certificate and now you feel more empowered because you're more knowledgeable and so knowledge truly is power. Like, I mean, people say it as a cliche, but it, it, it is just that when you are knowledgeable about something, mm-hmm. you are able to become more powerful in doing that. The next thing is consistency. You have to be consistent in doing said thing that you are learning. 
-hmm. And that's the other thing because consistency brings credibility. So the more you do it and the more that you show that you're doing it, Mm -hmm. the more you will be confident. And the funny thing about social media and what I love about social media, it's a blessing and a curse. But what I love about it is that you will gain the validation in that space Mm -hmm. as you continue to show your knowledge and your consistency and your authority in that space. So whatever it is that you're doing, you have to become the expert and the authority. And and whatever that looks like for you, people will start to see that and they will start to validate that. Mm -hmm. And in validating that, they'll say and you'll get comments and you'll get people inquiring about, well, what is this? Like, what? How do I become a part of it? Because you are presenting yourself as an expert, as the authority, as a credible person within this space. So when you start to kind of like understand just even that, I guess, I guess to me, foundational aspect of how to kind of like get into a point of getting out from under yourself and getting to the point in which people start to look at your brand and your business as someone who is credible in that space. It comes down to your social presence. It's your website. It's your, 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 I guess it's, it's your whole brand package. You know, what does it look like? And so we do like these social media audits of our beauty professionals. We do website audits. Because all of it comes back full circle. It's like, you know, you have to think about it. Who is your target customer? Like, you have to create her. So after you, as you're gaining this knowledge and as you're creating this kind of like credible, you know, persona, then you have to create the 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 audience. Who is the person that you're trying to attract? And what is it that he or she is looking for in your brand? So it's creating this this target persona. You have to really essentially write down her resume. Who is she? Where does she live? What is she like? Where does she eat? Does she have kids? What's her medium income? Like you have to understand who is this person. And then you have to create a brand that attracts her in or him in or whoever this person is in. It's such a, an integral process, but um, you know, we, we, in my, in our particular business, um, we are launching in February, the Carrie Austin Academy, which is um, essentially a 12-week accelerator program for our beauty professionals to do what I'm saying right now because there's yes. one side of it to where it's like, okay, you have like, okay, I learned how to do the skill. So now I'm becoming, and I'm going to consistently do it and I'm going to like, I'm going to show it and I'm going to, you know, get my models and I'm going to start getting clients and I'm going to start showing my audience that I now offer this luxury service and it looks like X. But then how do I then convert that into a business? And that's where so many people are failing. So, um, you know, if you don't feel as though you have the, um, I guess, the personal resources to be able to, you know, do that, it's okay. You know, you can you can hire an accelerator. You can you can hire a business coach. You can if you have the means to do so. So you have to think about it. Yeah. Investing in yourself is also such an important component of being able to move your brand or your business forward. Because if you feel stuck and you're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm getting this or I'm gaining that, but I don't feel like I have really the accountability or really the know-how mm-hmm. to be able to navigate the business space. Then now you have to think about well, what's the next step in your business. Are you at a point now where you want to hire a business coach? Do you want to step into an accelerator to really figure out like, okay, if I do X, I get Y. And so that's what we're trying to do because even after doing all of the training and the educational stuff that we provided them to become credible and expert, you know, luxury extension specialists, they still don't know how to basically launch, relaunch their business, relaunch their brand, 
from a social, from a website, from all the backing stuff, the systems, the operational, the operational functions that are going to really make you a true specialist and be able to propel your business. So don't be afraid to invest in yourself and, you know, look for those outside resources like the programs that we're creating for our stylists, because at some point you're going to get to that roadblock where you're like, either I can do it by myself or I'm going to have to get some help. And that's okay. Oh my gosh. Can I say right? like, <laughs> you're freaking amazing. Like, wow. Wow. Thank you. You're amazing. And you have so much like knowledge and wisdom that is inspiring me. Honestly, I'm like, I'm, I'm sure our listeners feel the same, but I'm just like soaking it all in. Yeah, definitely. And you're just amazing. I will come and listen to you <laughs> if you like did like, you know what I mean? Like, that's dope. You Thank you. On a panel and just let us know as women who want to be like entrepreneurs, you know what we should do. I think I see that for your future. Okay, I'm, I appreciate that. Thank <laughs> I really you. do. Like I, I really appreciate all of this knowledge that you shared today, and it. I'm literally like just soaking it all in. Um, yeah, I love it. I'm and sure. so, okay, so staying on the topic of business, right? You gave us such a wealth of like information, and that's so amazing. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. What would you say to the young girl? Because a large part of our audience are either like high school girls mm-hmm. or women who are still in college or women who are graduated from college. And then we do also have women who, you know, older, uh, how do I say, it? but older women who are like, you know, interested in business yeah. in general. I feel like a lot of us are always interested. And if we aren't, we should be because I feel like sure. that's where the future is going, you know, entrepreneurship and, you know, stocks and all that good stuff. And so I would say, what would you say to the woman? And I feel like you kind of co- covered this, but what would you say to the woman who is interested in starting a business, but kind of has that fear that not only the the fear, but the pandemic fear and the fe- fear of like, you know, do I have the finances to do this? And, you know, should I go into business with family members? Do mm-hmm. I trust family? Like, what would you say to that person that has all those doubts in mind, you know, when it comes to starting their own business? Well, I would say that, I mean, you do have to kind of slow roll it in terms of just really kind of creating the plan for your life. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. a, that's, it's a loaded question because I mean, when you think about it and going into business, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's looks different for so many people. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, what, what are we, what are we talking about? Like what scale are we talking? Like, where are we trying to go with this? Are we just trying to create a little side hustle? Are we trying to create a million dollar enterprise? Like where, where are we with Mm -hmm. this? Mm -hmm. So it really depends on kind of like, you know, what, where you are with your own, you know, desires and your own goals. You know, the funny thing is that we always say and we and we educate and we teach women and people in general, start with the money. You have to start with the money. What are your financial goals? Because that's what's that's that's where we're going to then kind of taper off the plan from, because depending on what it is that you want to make, because this is your life. You know, this is this is your 
this is your you know vision for what you want to do because it all comes down to money so what does financial freedom look like to you because what what, what you say joy and pretty it may be different for me you may say i would be so happy and content if i could just make five thousand dollars a month i'd be like girl that's amazing like let's 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 do that and for you that could be amazing for for, for the next girl it could be 10 well, for mm-hmm. me, it's like 25. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, we are all in different places and we desire different things for our lives. So I would say that the first thing that you have to do absolutely is start with the money. Let's put it down and let's put it down over the course of a one, three and five year plan so that you can understand how that business that you're kind of trying to prepare, it has to scale. I, I don't like people to think past a five year mark. It's not realistic. It's not logical. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't like when people talk about like, oh, what's your 10? Like, what are you talking about? So let's do a one, a three and a five. So it's like if we're talking about like your one, what do we want this business to produce? Because the funny thing is, is that it's probably not going to do anything in year one. You're going to be spending a lot more money yeah. than you are going to be bringing in. So you have to understand that. So regardless of whatever the goal is, you obviously have to set it and you have to be working towards it. But you have to understand that the investment that you're going to be placing in yourself in that first year is going to be so much stronger than what you're going to be returning that you have to be prepared for that for that offset um, so that you can start to kind of see that return kind of in two, two and three and four and five. So we're starting with the money is the first thing that we're going to want to do. The second thing that we're going to want to do is really figure out what that what does what does the team look like? Like, what does it require to be able to meet that goal? So if the goal is 5,000 and you can get that by yourself, then okay, then you're a one man show. Let's figure out how to get there. But you have to think about your goals are going to lead you to the team. So depending on how big your goals are, that's how you're going to realize what do I, who do I need to help me get here? And that's where the, the point that you brought in, like, am I going to bring in a family member? What, what does it yeah. look like? Well, that's what you have to decide. Because depending on where your goal setting is financially, then you have to figure out how am I going to get to this goal? Because most goals, most businesses are not one man shows. They are multiple people involved. So whether it is a a, a one headhunter and then you're going to basically be outsourcing your resources through virtual assistance, through like mm-hmm. different s- systems like, you know, um, Fiverr or like Upworks or finding different people that are going to support your business virtually. That's a that's a path. And a lot of people take that path. And we do a lot of virtual assisting as well. Or are you going to bring in a partner? That's something that's kind of hard to say or kind of hard to call on because it really just depends on what your ultimate goal is for your business and kind of what that team is going to involve. So then after you get that in place, then you're basically just trying to figure out what is the business sectors, like what are going to be the components and how am I going to make up this money? So diversifying your business is going to be so critical because not most successful business don't operate one business sector. That's a lot of manpower in one area. And so most businesses have different revenue streams. So as you're figuring out, this is what I want to make. This is the team that's going to take to get there. Mm-hmm. Now I'm trying to figure out how am I going to actually diversify the business enough so that we can tap into at least three different components of this oh. business in order to get there. Right. So let's just say y'all were starting a business together and you're like, OK, we're going to do like um, we're going to do our podcast. We're going to do sponsors. That's mm-hmm. going to be one sector. We're going to create an income stream just for our podcast. We're going to try to get advertising and sponsors and yada, yada, whatever. OK, so that's going to be one path of it. Then you could say, now we want to do an ebook. 
Like that's going to be amazing. We're going to kind of compile all this together and we're going to market this, you know, 50 page ebook on how to do X mm-hmm. under the same mm-hmm. umbrella. And then we're going to do um, another sector where we're going to do like, you know, health and wellness products for women or whatever. So it's like, these are three different buckets under the same brand. So it's like you, mm-hmm. you say you started with like, hey, girl, look, let's just figure out how our business can bring in 20K a month. She's like, okay, girl, let's do it. Let's run it. Okay, now we want to do that. Who, who do we need on our team in order to be able to support us in our goals? It's like, okay, we're going to need, you know, a virtual assistant or we're going to need a social media manager or we're going to need a website designer. And so now you're figuring out who the team is going to be and then you're diversifying the business sectors and then you're figuring out essentially then how are you going to fund said business because yeah. said business isn't going to fund itself. So now this is where you're talking about like, okay, are we going to be pulling in resources from here or there? Or how are we going to actually like fund our new business so that it can actually create a return for us? So, you know, it's it's a loaded question. Like I said, I could talk about this all day because I mean, it, it's, 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 it's deeply rooted. But at the end of it all, when I bubble it all in together, um, I do feel like you have to have a spiritual relationship with God. You have to have this conversation mm-hmm. with him before you sit down and write on the blank piece of paper. Um, you have to say, you know, what is it that you want me to do? What is it that you've called me to do? And ask him to just bless your ventures, you know? Because if you do that, you will always be covered. Like the fear factor, I don't like, you know? Because I feel as though you should never be afraid to fail. You should mm. always be you should always be comfortable with failure because failure essentially is the pivotal point that you have to take to be able to truly learn and navigate to get to the next step. Like failure is so necessary. So anyone who is listening to this podcast and is like, well, what if I fail? Okay. Well, what if you fly? Right. It's like, you cannot sit on failure because if you do, it will, it will just completely soak you in. You have to challenge yourself, challenge your mind, challenge your spirit more than anything, to know that there is a higher power watching over you and will always cover you. You will never be without. You will always be with. So just trust yourself enough to take the leap, take the risk, and just sit down and strategize your life because it's your life. It's not your mama's life. It's not your baby daddy's life. It's your life. So you have to figure out, you know, what do I want from my life? How do I strategize my goals? So that it aligns and I create the team and I create the foundation to be able to get there. Wow. Ugh, girl, you're amazing. I want to give you a hug. <laughs> no, you're so amazing. I'm so, and we are so both so thankful for all the wisdom and knowledge that um, you have shared with us today and our listeners. And please know that we're going to invite you back because you oh, yeah. have so <laughs> much to offer. And there's so uh, many topics that I think that you would, you know, speak so well on. So just thank you so much from the bottom of our heart, from us, from our listeners, for everything that you shared today. And like I said, you're definitely going to be invited back on. So stay tuned thank for you. that. <laughs> um, but how can our listeners, or it, it, before we wrap it up, is there any um, last thought or, you know, anything that's on your heart, anything that you you just want to like say anything yeah I mean I just I always kind of like leave anytime that like I speak I just like to kind of like I said wrap it all up with just people feeling like like it's okay like I just I just I it's it's so 
nerve wracking. You know, when I when I think about just how challenging life has become, you know, in this situation, like and, and I have to stay in this space because, like I said, I feel like we are in our new normal. Like we don't know. We've been wearing masks for two years. Like we don't know where life is going to take us. And I know that this is a challenging space and a challenging time for so many women, so many families. And so I understand, trust me, I know where so many people are emotionally, financially, physically, career wise, we are in a very different space than we were two years ago. So I would just say, you know, trust the course, like if you have something that you are passionate about, that you're good at, you know, this is the time you, you you're actually late like you're late to the party because yes. the time is started already <laughs> like so if you are still teeter tottering on the fence you know playing it safe you have to go for it you have to do it you have to launch the website you have to launch the social media page you have to launch the podcast yes. you have to launch the blog mm-hmm. you have to do it because again what is the worst that could happen oh you get feedback and you learn and you grow and you become better like that's the worst that will happen so i just challenge people to um step outside of their comfort zone because nothing ever grows from comfort zones you have to step outside of your comfort zone and mm-hmm. enter and venture into a new space to be able to truly find a flourishing point in your life so if you feel stuck if you feel like you know it's just not your time um, you got to throw that out the window. You are amazing. You are beautiful. You are blessed. Um, and I just encourage you and I send positive vibes your way. And I hope that you, you know, listen to the sound of my voice and it gives you the encouragement that you need in order to, um, stop basically getting in your own way. And, um, yeah, I just, I pray for all of your listeners, um, and both of you ladies as well, because I know that what you're doing is amazing, um, for them and providing this platform, um, you're blessed just in doing that. So I just think that this is a great resource for all of the people that are listening. And I just encourage everybody to just truly just step into that space of success and happiness and flourishing. Just don't stay stuck. Yes. Can Mm -hmm. I just say that you are literally, you're speaking to me a lot, you know, within this episode. And I really appreciate that. And I also just want to say, I hear God within you. I Mm -hmm. I see the God within you. And that (laughs) is just like, it's beautiful. And it's a breath of fresh air to know that, you know, to meet people who or to, you know, connect with people who are very, you can tell they're in touch with their spirit self. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And their God-like self. And I really appreciate that. And that's a breath of fresh air. And I'm so thankful for you coming on the podcast with us today and spreading all of your knowledge and wisdom. And I definitely want to say, like, the words you said today definitely touched me. And, you know, I know what I have to do moving forward because you definitely shared a lot of wisdom. But I really, really, really appreciate you. And, you know, in your ventures, I like you said a prayer over us i pray that you continue to be great and you continue to be prosperous and just like amazing and successful as i know you will and yeah we're just very 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 thankful for you um coming on the podcast of course thank you for having me it's definitely been a pleasure i am very excited to see you guys um you know in the future to see what you guys got going on i'm definitely gonna be following along 
Oh, so. yay. <laughs> and when we have our um our blow up moment, you can style us, girl. Of course. (laughs) Do you um do you have like any um information that you want to let them know where they can keep up with you, where they can follow you, like you guys' business page? Yeah, definitely. I mean, my sister and I we're gonna be um we are gonna be this year. (laughs) Like I said, we have so many things going on, but this is definitely gonna be the year that we kind of like come out of the the shadows as a as a duo. Like, you know, we actually, we used to blog together when I was fashion blogging. She used to blog with me. So people were comfortable and familiar with like the sister duo. But then when we switched over, I kind of went to the back seats. Just really give her her time to shine because I shine for mm-hmm. so long by myself. So mm-hmm. I was like, let me just have you, you have your moment and then we'll kind of resurface. So we are going to kind of like resurface this year um, as like this beauty duo. And I'm like, super excited about that because I think it would just really help our business get more of the PR and notoriety that I feel like we deserve as two black women with a multi-million dollar beauty brand um mm-hmm. i do feel like it's t- it's our time you know to shine but we just kind of like keep it cute and low-key but um i think that it's time for us to kind of flourish for sure in that space but yeah we are at carrie austin hair on instagram it's at k-e-r-r-i-a-l-s-t-o-n hair and um, our website is carrie austin hair twitter carrie austin hair like everything is carrie austin hair so you could definitely find us there um and yeah, so that's it. Like we don't operate personal pages. We like to keep everything really focused on the brand. Um, so mm-hmm. we don't like have our own like little handles, but everything just kind of like, and that's kind of how we stay focused. We don't, that's another thing we tell people. It's like, girl, you got way too many pages. So yeah, we just kind of keep it focused on the brand. Um, and so, yeah, that's where you can find us and follow along with our, you know, our entrepreneurial journey. Um, again, we're just two black girls running a beauty brand and that's pretty much like all it is. Yes, that's amazing. So for all of our listeners that are, um, in the Atlanta area, make sure that you check them out and, you know, book with them. And even if you're not in the Atlanta area, because our listeners are actually all throughout the world, literally. We have mm-hmm. listeners in every country. So, you know, even if you aren't um, in Atlanta or in the Georgia area, you still can keep up with them and support them and buy from them their classes, their hair, all of those mm-hmm. amazing things. I mean, you can find all of that information on their um, on their hand. On our website. Mm-hmm. On, yep, on their website. And we'll provide all of that the show notes and so if you aren't already you can follow our personal instagram at official back to her and that too is the number two and then you can follow my personal page at according to brit with three t's yes and you can follow me on instagram at joy jolene j-o-y-j-o-e-l-e-n-e and be sure to leave us a rating um, and subscribe to us as well and we prefer you give us a five-star rating <laughs> of course if you love the episodes that we are giving to you and of course if you love this episode be sure to share it with a friend um, and also guys we're just thankful for you tuning into our career series be sure to tune in to our last episode coming up next Sunday and we really appreciate you All right, until next time, see you guys. All right, thanks, guys. Bye.